Hi, this is John, and I'm the host of the podcast Fado, an audio adventure into fantasy, folklore, and fairy tales. And you're listening to KJVR, Jollyville Radio. Hello, this is Michael Crosa, director of Jollyville Radio. We're taking a break from our normal episode format during the month of December and bringing you some behind-the-scenes content instead. If this is your first time listening to Jollyville Radio, welcome. Know that this is going to be an interview, but normally we do jokes, stories, skits, different voices and characters, and I hope that listening to this will make you want to check those out as well. Today, we're bringing you the full and unedited Community Beat interview with Gareth Higgins of The New Story. We originally published a shorter version of this interview on Season 1, Episode 5, titled Peril at Pet Penderson's. Gareth is an amazing human, storyteller, and dear friend. The original interview went quite a bit longer than what was on the episode, but it was a great conversation and worth us sharing with you. We recorded this conversation in July of 2020, so some of the events that he references may have already passed. You can find more current information about Gareth and the new story at newstoryfestival.com. A huge shout-out of gratitude goes out to Gareth for sharing time with us. I hope that you'll enjoy the interview. So how you been, Gareth? I've missed you deeply. Likewise. <laughs> for, the, Likewise. For, the last two, for the last two and a half weeks. Yeah. So I just uh, I just addressed a postcard to y'all. Oh, I like your po- you send postcards. You're very yeah. You're very new story, old fashioned in that way. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah, I like that. It only gives me three options for my virtual backgrounds. What use is that, Zoom? What use is that? There's a little plus button off yes. to the right, and that that'll let you import whatever pictures you want. Get How fascinating. <laughs> this, this is, I'm a very small member of Annie Ross's jazz combo. Who is that? That's Annie Ross, uh, amazing jazz vocalist who died last week. Oh, wow. Are you into so, um, like the Michael F- Flattery thing? The, the Riverdance? <laughs> no, but there Flatley. is my friend. There is my friend Melvin, who's not only one of the best looking men I know, he photographs incredibly well. You haven't seen me cleaned up yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I've got, six, got 16 minutes left for this interview. Uh, so <laughs> can we, uh, yeah, let's get going. All right. Good. Um, We're going? Yeah, whenever you're ready, Asai. I'm going to mute. This is Jollyville Community Beat with Uncle Asar. We're turning the spotlight on good people doing great work in the real world. Today I'm speaking with Garrett Higgins, co-founder of A New Story, an organization that uses creativity for social transformation. How's it going, Gareth? Doing good. Thanks for having me. Good. So, Gareth, A New Story, the name sort of speaks for itself. Tell us about it. Well, you know, it's... It's funny, if you think about it as, as a chronological or a historical thing, it's not entirely new. There's, there's, it's, it's, it's a recapturing of some stuff from the past that I think our ancestors knew pretty well. Things about interdependency with each other and with the land. 
And then, of course, everything has to be renewed in every generation. We have to find the vessels that uh, they will work with in our contemporary culture. And hopefully every generation learns more about how to be more human than before. So I'm not a person that thinks everything in the past was great and uh, today it's awful or everything today is better uh, than the things of the past. There's a bit of a mix. And if you step back from the story we're telling in our culture, you might want to ask, is it true? And you might want to ask, is it helpful? And one way to define whether or not it's helpful is to ask, does it serve the common good? And the common good is a phrase we hear a lot these days. Uh, we don't always define it. I define the common good quite simply as the most good for everybody and everything. So it's not just humans, it's earth as well. Uh, and that means how we care for the neighborhood where we live, the city where or, or region where we are, the nation we inhabit, the entire planet and beyond that too. But it has to start at home. And one poetic way to put it, a, a friend of mine puts it as, uh, if we're not caring for the soil and the water on our streets, how can we care for it in the Amazon? And it's not just literal soil and water that I'm talking about. It's the metaphorical, the poetic soil and water, the ties that bind us and the ways that we push each other apart and the questions of privilege and power and who's holding the, uh, uh, the authority in our society and who's using it to serve and who's using it to oppress. So the new story is about exchanging uh, a way of being that depends on separation, on selfishness, on scapegoating, uh, and uh, exchanging that for a story about sharing, connection, taking individual and collective responsibility for stewarding what's been given to us, asking for help where we need it, and serving the common good from the places where any of us have uh, resources or privileges, whether or not we feel we earned those privileges. So give us some examples of how you use art to convey that very deep message. We started as a, as a festival in Austin and uh, like everybody else, this year's, this year's uh, in-person event has been postponed because of the pandemic, but we've adjusted to, to going online. And what we do now is once a month, we have an online retreat on a Saturday afternoon where teachers and artists who've been really involved in social transformation come and share the learning, the experiences that they've had. Good example would be, I'm from the North of Ireland and, uh, as, as you'll know, there was a, a civil conflict in, in the north of Ireland for about 25 years. And it was the tail end of a, of a conflict that's been underway in some respects for about 800 years. We've never fully settled the question uh, in, uh, over who gets to have a stake in the society of Northern Ireland, who gets to feel like they're running the society, who belongs, who's equal there. Uh, and so we, we've talked about um, what were some of the lessons and the experiences that some of us had and learned from about how to overcome violent civil conflict, transform it into nonviolent civil conflict, because it's still conflict. People still disagree with each other. People still want to win over the other person, then eventually transforming it to the point where people realized nobody could win. No one group could win, that 
that maybe the idea of cooperation could win, maybe the idea of democracy could win, maybe the idea of nonviolence could win, but that if we were ever going to find a way to live peacefully with each other, we were going to have to cooperate. And we had to change our democratic system in the North of Ireland. We changed it from a kind of a winner-takes-all system of the kind that you have uh, in the U.S. And when it comes to U.S. presidential elections, sometimes you have loser-takes-all uh, because of the electoral college. You can, you, can, you can win the popular vote and still lose the presidency. Um, so we changed from a winner-takes-all system to, a, to something more like a cooperative, collaborative system. You still have party platforms. You still have manifestos. You still compete for seats. Uh, but because of the peace process, we've found a way to build a political mechanism in which people are incentivized to cooperate instead of the current system here and in many other parts of the world where they're incentivized to ignore each other and not to collaborate at all or worse. That's one example. Another example would be at the weekend, a friend of mine, a wonderful Irish poet called Padraig Tuama spiritual director, retreat leader as well. He um, helped us reflect on at times like these, when it's difficult, when there's so much swirl in the news, there's so much fear in the world, there's so much aggression and a sense of danger, a sense of real danger, uh, alongside a sense of opportunity and hope. We need practices that will help us be resilient, that will help us get through and some of those practices are about discernment, which is really choosing which battles I'm going to fight. If I have the privilege of choice, uh, a lot of us, you know, clearly we don't have the privilege of choice. We may still have the, the privilege of being able to choose in what way am I going to fight this battle? Uh, and that includes how am I going to wake up this morning? And how am I going to nurture myself? And who am I going to rely on? And how much is too much? And when is it time to take, to, to step back? And when is it time to use uh, a, a more, uh, a gentler tactic? And when is it time to, to use a more, uh, let's just call it a louder, a louder tactic. Um, so we had a, some conversation about how to resource ourselves in, in our inner lives. And sometimes we just have fun because I think there's a reason why before the industrial revolution, people who lived in agricultural societies, farmers had festivals every three months um, the, you know, the seasons of the year determined when you'd have your festival because it'd be when your crops were ready. And you'd, you'd, you know, your village might only have 30 people in it, but once every three months, 10 or 20 villages would come together. You'd bring your crops. You'd, ha you'd have a, a harvest celebration. People would dance. You'd, you'd, you'd exchange goods and then you'd go back to your village. And I don't know about you, but whenever I go to festivals, I feel like it sort of fills me up for a temporary period. And then pretty soon I want to go back to another festival and get filled up again. Once a year might be enough. I think once every three months is probably the right amount to have some kind of gathered community experience. You can't live your life at a festival. In fact, if you did that, you, you might be being irresponsible. You might not be being an active citizen in the world, but we all need a place to kick back and get filled up again. So I, those would be three examples of, of how the new story journey manifests. So Gareth, what type of creatives or artists welcomed in, 
the news story family, if you will, or everyone uh, able to contribute in some way. So the signal just cut out a little bit there and I only heard the start and the end of the question. I heard what kind of artists and then contribute in any way. So can you restate the question, please? I turned off my mic. He's going to edit all this out anyway. No, that was a good question too. So I got to... <laughs> um, what type of artists or creatives are welcomed to participate in a new story mm. or are all people who have something to contribute welcome? So it's a, it's a beautiful question. There's a couple of ways to answer that. Um, so the festival was founded by people who come out of the progressive Christian tradition. So um, the, the, the most obvious manifestation of the progressive Christian tradition in the United States in the last century is the black civil rights movement, of course. Uh, and then there's, uh, there've been people who like, I think of, of, uh, nuns and, and monks who've gone to places where there are wars and have gone to be alongside the people suffering in the wars and famine and in refugee crises and so on. And then there's a creative artistic element within progressive Christianity too. So we say that we're energized by the progressive Christian tradition, but we seek to be spiritually inclusive and open to all. And the way, the reason we do that is it wouldn't be honest to say, to just hide the Christian part. You know, I think a lot of time people associated with religion are kind of embarrassed by it and they feel like they need to bury it. And that's, that's, I mean, that's just dishonest for a start. And frankly, people can smell it a mile away, right? They can smell it when someone's hiding it. Um, and at the same time, I think the teachings of Jesus are worth paying attention to. And I haven't met too many people who disagree with that. So you don't need to be a religious person. And if you are a religious person, you don't need to be of the Christian religion. We have folks from, uh, Judaism, from Islam, from uh, Buddhism, with people from, from other faith traditions who've been a part of what we're doing too, and people from no faith tradition at all, people who are committed atheists and so on. The question is, do you support the idea of your life, part of your life, is supposed to be in service to the common good? And part of your task in life is to ask yourself, what privileges and resources do I have and how can I use them to serve? And on the other hand, where do I experience lack and who are the safe people to ask for help? And that's one of the things that the New Story community is becoming. It's becoming a safe place for people to ask for help, for people to say, hey, listen, there's this thing that you guys have and I don't have this. I don't have it. And I don't have it maybe because of systemic racism or systemic homophobia or transphobia or sexism, patriarchy, whatever it might be, socioeconomic differences, physical, bodily condition educational background, any of those things. Um, we're, we are seeking to create a brave, safe space for people to say, there's this thing I don't have. Can you, can you help me with this? Can you be my ally? Can you support me in this? And then on the other hand, here's the thing I can offer. Maybe I can sing a song. Maybe I can, maybe I'm, maybe I can build things. Maybe I can um, you know, prepare a meal. All of this is, is valued within um, the, the new story. You know, our, our friend and colleague, Michael, Michael Crosa, uh, who I think is probably the emperor of Jollyville. I, I don't know what his actual job title is. Like 
um, he served the festival in a beautiful way by giving people rides back and forth from the airport and welcoming the speakers and musicians who were coming into town so they would have a friendly face to welcome them. All these things are really important. And particularly, you know, we're not trying to repeat anybody else's activism. We want to support all nonviolent activism for the common good is welcome. Uh, we're trying to create something more like... Um, well, one of the other things I'm involved in is called the porch. And this is an attempt at creating something like a porch, a big, broad, welcoming porch in which people can come, be in a hammock, smoke a cigar if they like to smoke cigars, sip some sweet tea away from the cigars if they don't want to be near the cigars, have a dance if they want, go to sleep, play a game, listen to a wisdom person, learn more about what life's really about. And then when they leave, have a more meaningful life, a more connected life. Um, I hope that answers your question. The answer is basically everyone's welcome. And this is kind of the gateway that, that, that we go through to create this space. Sounds like a beautiful scene, man. Let's uh, return to the festival for a moment. I, just, I want to cut in real quick because I know that, Gareth, you're limited on time, right? Can we just can would, would five more minutes help you? Would five more minutes be enough in terms of? Uh... Sure, I, yeah. I think so. Honestly, I mean, I, I think we probably because this is, it's a short we're, segment, so we yeah, we probably have... covered. Yeah, do you want to just do a wrap up question? Sure. Yeah, you can do the the contact info one, Asai. Yeah, yeah. So Gareth, if uh... so Gareth, if people want to contribute to what you're doing or, or participate in a new story, how can they uh, get in contact with you? Amazingly enough, the website is newstoryfestival.com. That's it. I'll say, that again. I'll say that again in case, in case anybody missed it. Newstoryfestival.com. And we're doing this lovely online series that runs through November. And we'll be back when, it's, when it serves the common good for us to gather in person. We'll, we'll be doing that again. Uh, in Austin, and but for now, you can connect with us online in that way. It's been great talking with you. <laughs> coming out. I'm sorry. It's been great talking with you, Gareth, and we wish you the best of the best. Thank you. Really good to be with you. I wish you the best too. Thank you. This has been Jollyville Community Beat with Uncle Lasar, and dig this: no one can do everything, but everyone can do something. Peace. Mark. All right. Good Very stuff. nice. You have, a, you have both a, love, a lovely voice and a really Thank good, you. engaging... Have you been uh, drinking? No. <laughs> no, you got a lovely voice and you got a really engaging radio man. And I used to, I used to, Thank you, man. I used to present BBC radio shows, so I know how to do it badly. <laughs> I think Michael knows the same tricks. <laughs> <laughs> That's I was funny. Thinking, uh, sorry, I was thinking... I was thinking Michael should maybe consider growing a beard. Do you, do you think he? <laughs> I don't know. He's, if he's got up, the boy's face. He's covered up. He's up to it, but yeah, it'd be nice. It'd be nice to see what he looks like with some facial hair. <laughs> Funny enough, I told him he looks like a leprechaun. <laughs> wow, I, you know what? You start with a stereotype, you end with a stereotype. Boy, do I feel? Hey man, that's, feel, hey, look, that's why you love me. Do I feel respected? <laughs> What can you expect from a guy in a dashiki with a dashiki background? I mean, come on. It's, 
it's it's something to behold. It's something to behold. And, um, and again, Michael will be dropping over the the Bushmills ten year single malt case to you. Forthwith, we're upgrading forthwith. now. And when this COVID shit is all over, man, I want to share a, a, a scotch with you, man. I would very much enjoy that. So absolutely, Michael, make sure make sure next time I'm in Austin, connect us. Yeah, the three absolutely. Of us will go, the three of us will go do something. Thank you for it. being flexible. Thank you. Time oh, for, of course. For, for fitting in with us. I really, really appreciate it. And Gareth, one, real quick, if I can have a special request before you go, can I have you do a station tag for us? Sure. All right. So I just popped into the chat. You can say, like, I'm Gareth Higgins and, and whatever combination of, uh, you know, KJVR Jollyville Radio. <clears throat> you want me to say the whole thing? I'm Gareth Higgins. You're listening to KJVR Jollyville Radio? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm Gareth Higgins, and you're listening to KJVR Jollyville Radio. Hey. <laughs> That's why they pay me the big bucks. <laughs> Bless you all. Thank Great. you. Thanks so much, Gareth. All right. Lovely. You. Appreciate Thanks, it. Peace. See you for your Bye-bye. time. <laughs> He's cool dude, man. Yeah. He's philosophical dudes filling up time, man.
proud member of the Podnuga Network.